0: This is Michael Merrickle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. You can catch the show live weekdays from 3 o'clock until 4, locally in Tampa Bay on AM 570 and 910 WTBN and online at letstalkfaith.com and iheartradio.com and swing by our website for all things I Work For Him at iworkforhim.com That's iwork4him.com And now, today's podcast broadcast. Thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him this afternoon. Just want to know that every day it's our goal to challenge and equip you about bringing the freedom that you have in Jesus to work with you each and every day. And however you're listening to the show, whether it's a rebroadcast, the live broadcast or a podcast, just to know that we pray for you. Each and every day, that something we say will help you in the mission of connecting what you hear on Sunday with what you do in your nine to five. Make sure you check us out online, iWorkForHim.com. That's iWork, the number four, him.com. Lots of different options for listening to the show. In case you're not in front of your radio or your computer, there's always another way to hear I work for him. So often we have such a small vision of what God is doing. We limit our ability to capture a bigger picture by limiting our thoughts of God to what we understand. For much of this year, we'll be focusing in depth on the movements of God in cities all over the United States. And we spent the first couple of weeks in January focused right here on Tampa Bay. What is God doing in the workplaces, the marketplaces within the 50 states, the U.S.? Stay tuned to find out. My hope is that when you listen, you'll be inspired to experience experiment with your faith based on what you hear of God doing with others. You're only limited by the smallness of your faith. God is capable of doing immeasurably more than you ask or imagine. Join me today as we venture over to Austin, Texas to hear from a few of our friends there about what they see God doing in their marketplace in Austin, Texas. With Tony Dale as our Austin coordinator, we're going to talk with three people today. Tony Dale, to continue our conversation with him with him about his companies. We'll be joined by Liz Lizzie Turk, an employee of Tony's, and then finally to Brant Couch. He'll be joining us from Austin, Texas to talk about his faith in the marketplace. Tony Dale, welcome back to I Work For Him.
1: Jim, thank you so much. It's always a, a real pleasure to be on the program with you.
0: Well, and I just I, I can't wait till we get to do another one face to face. I really enjoyed our time together last fall, and I do appreciate your, your consistent, loving support and encouragement of iWork for him. You, you're, just, you're, you're an inspiration to so many, and I'm grateful to have you as an inspiration to me.
1: Well, you're you're very kind and generous in in your remarks, and uh, I I think it's the least we can do because you're you're so right. It's absolutely vital that the message that we're we're just consistent people, Sunday and Monday, and, of course, every other day of the week.
0: Mm. Was there ever a time in your life, Tony, where Sunday didn't equal Monday, where what you heard on Sunday didn't really connect with what you did on Monday?
1: Uh, well, I'd probably put most of my youth uh, into that category, uh, meaning, you know, my parents were missionaries. My dad ran a clinic out in the Far East in Taiwan, where I was born. Uh, I, I was a, you know, typical kid. Uh, I, I Maybe not typical. I loved school. I loved sports. Uh, you know, I was very busy, very active in everything. Uh, but... Really, my, my world, maybe like most teenagers, primarily revolved around me, around the next soccer match or basketball match or whatever was happening. Uh, so I, I hadn't in those days thought through the implications. Uh, so I was, I was active in church. I, I taught a Sunday school for, you know, elementary kids and this type of thing. Uh, I, I was wanting to follow the Lord, but I did not have a clear sense of what that looked like in everyday life. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and so many of us have lived that life and are even as adults just trying to figure it out right now. Now, you've helped found a couple of companies, as well as some incredible ministry stuff. One of those companies is the Karis Group. Well, what does the Karis Group do?
1: Uh, well, that is a great question. Uh, we're really best known in the Caris Group for what we do in uh, patient advocacy uh, and in patient navigation. Uh, that the company grew out of a desire to find a way to uh, help those who had to pay uh, something or even everything on their medical bills out of pocket to make sure they were getting fair prices. Uh, But it's grown dramatically uh, from its early days to doing far more than just negotiating on medical bills uh, to really trying to help take care of people and their whole experience of going through the, the healthcare world. So, in, in
0: really, in a, in a big way, you're helping bring a little piece of the kingdom to earth by making people actually somewhat at peace with their healthcare alternatives. I mean, by helping them weed their way, that's not the right word, you know, get through the maze of, of healthcare, really getting stuff paid for or having to pay for it. I mean, healthcare is just messy.
1: It, it is messy. And, um, you know, it's really challenging to people. Uh, and I, I think the thing that I really noticed uh, in, in the early days, that this actually grew out of my own experience of needing knee surgery and uh, then being totally shocked by the size of the bills. Uh, and I, I realized, you know, it's one thing for me as a physician to navigate my own way through a system that I maybe know relatively well. Uh, But for the vast majority of people, that's bewildering, but it's more than that. It's scary. Uh, You're already worried about what's going on physically to you or maybe mentally and emotionally, and uh, then all of a sudden there's all these bills and you don't know what's going to happen with them and is there going to be enough money, and you don't understand everything, you know, that the doctor or others are telling you about what's going on with your condition. And it's just a scary time for people. Uh, and I find myself, you know, very aware uh, that, you know, God's Word teaches us that God does not give us a spirit of fear. Uh, and so if there's a context in which the normal reaction is fear to pe- for people, uh, if we as Christians have a way to alleviate that, to, to hold their hand, in a sense, through the process, uh, and to make the complex simple and, and the frightening uh, actually peaceful, then that's an awesome thing to be allowed to do. And
0: we're going to get to understand a little bit of that later on in the next segment as we talk with Lizzie Turk, one of your, one of your uh, patient advocates. Uh, and it, I just love the whole idea that you're there to help people out. If people want to find out more about the Karis Group, if, if, is it typically, do businesses contract with you to help negotiate this stuff? Who is your typical client?
1: Uh, yes, we we are primarily what's what's known in the business world as a B two B or business to business type of uh, entity, uh, and so our typical client is a large insurance company, maybe a, an association, a company, uh, one of the large Christian medical cost sharing ministries. Uh, so uh, people come to us already. Uh, aggregated in large numbers so you know it may be policyholders who uh, where where the insurance company wants them to have uh, a layer of customer service that can really help them navigate the complexities uh, of uh, the medical world so yes we're uh, definitely 99% business to business but if individuals have a challenge Uh, We're certainly there and available to them, and anybody could go to our website, which is www.thecarisgroup.com, Caris being K-A-R-I-S, and uh, you know just dial that number, and they would be connected to someone who could help them.
0: All right, I love that, and we'll plug that on our website or on Facebook tonight. the dot com. Let me just ask you a personal question: As a leader and founder of the Karis Group and Sedera Health, how are you training yourself up on a daily basis to be a better leader?
1: Okay, that's that's a great question, Jim, and I actually think a very important question because uh, none of us are standing still. Uh, we're either moving forward or we're we're, we're falling backwards. Uh, And I've had a habit for many, many years uh, that I'm always reading at least two books. One book which has nothing to do with anything that I do, meaning that might be anything from a novel to a history or, you know, just something that I find interesting. And and nowadays I particularly love watching the incredible growth and developments in technology and uh, just the way that's impacting the world at large. But I'm also always reading a business book. Uh, I was tremendously challenged years ago hearing a motivational speaker called Charlie Tremendous Jones. Uh, And he said, five years from now, you'll be the same person you are today except for the people you meet and the books that you read. And I thought, I can do that. When I get a chance, I'll take anybody interesting out to lunch. And I'll take every chance to read books and learn from other people's experience.
0: (laughs) I got to write that down and tweet that. That's tweetable. Lizzie, make sure you write that down. Let's help Tony tweet that later on today. That was fantastic. I love that. Wasn't Charlie Tremendous Jones like a football player, too, or something like that?
1: Uh, You know, I have no idea what he came from, but he he was my introduction to American motivational speakers, and I loved him.
0: All right. As a leader and founder of the Karis Group at Sedera Health, really quickly, what are you doing to build up your faith on a daily basis? you got 15 seconds. What are you doing?
1: Uh, You know, the main thing is I try and literally practice the presence of God. For Christians who uh, know the story, Brother Lawrence, a 14th century monk, learning how to put Jesus in every part of every day. Mm.
0: When we come back, I love that. I have also read his, uh, he's done it. Brother Lawrence had so much great stuff. And we're talking with Tony Dale. And we're talking about what's going on there in Austin, Texas. We first, just the first segment, just a little bit of what's going on in Tony Dale's life. And how's he walking with the Lord? Now we're bringing in one of Tony's employees. And Tony gives me carte blanche to ask his employees whatever I want to challenge to make sure that he's living up to his faith in his workplace. And also just to really highlight what, what a Christ-centered work environment looks like. And Martha and I have been there. We have seen the place. It is an amazing place. And Tony Dale's teams uh, at both Sedera Health and at the Karis Group are amazing. Tony Dale, why don't you introduce our guest for this segment?
1: I'd love to do that. We're, we're blessed with an incredible team of people. Uh, And in fact, the division that Lizzie uh, works in is actually led by my son. So uh, I I naturally have a a, a very strong affinity to what is going on there. Uh, Lizzie began working with us six months ago, uh, and I think we want to hand over to her so that we find out from her what it's like coming in as a newbie. Uh, and actually, growing very quickly within that framework, and just extremely recently, some good news, which I'll leave for her to share.
0: All right, Lizzie Turk, welcome to I Work for Him.
2: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: So, Lizzie, what is your position there at the Caris Group?
2: So, um, I, when I first started, I was a patient advocate, and more recently, as in the last week, I am now a patient advocacy team lead.
0: Wow. So that means what?
2: So I um, manage part of our patient advocacy team, and then I'm still working cases and helping people um, with their medical bills. So I'm still doing that work with also managing and... Making our teamwork
0: together. <laughs> well, congratulations on that. It is such an honor to lead and manage people because you get a chance to feed into people and to invest in those people, and that is perhaps the most rewarding job out there is to be a manager of people. I mean, it, it is such a great, great honor. So, you've been—you've only been at the Karis Group though for six months, right? Yes. Okay. That's <laughs> so, had had you ever held a job uh, since college? Had you had a job anywhere else?
2: Uh, yes, I did. I
0: okay. Well, don't, don't tell where it is because we don't want it, you know, in case it wasn't, you know, <laughs> but here's my question. Is there anything different about your work experience at the Karis Group than your previous workplace?
2: Yeah. So the biggest difference is just being able to be so open about my faith, um, not only with coworkers, but even with patients. Um, I mean, I've had patients pray for me. I've been able to pray for patients, and just working in an environment where that is not only allowed but it's also encouraged.
0: And when you're saying you're praying for patients, you're not praying for patients the uh, you know P A T I E N C E. You're talking about praying for medical patients, that people. kind of thing. Yeah, for people. I just want to make yes. sure people you know because that it's spelled differently <laughs> but sounds the same. All right, so. Your role with customers, I mean, you've got a team now as a patient advocacy team lead. What is your role? Sorry, that was apparently very difficult for me to get out. What is your role to interact with those customers? What are you doing with customers?
2: Yeah, so we interact directly um, with our customers. So I'm actually... working on negotiating the bills for them um, when they have those high out-of-pocket costs and just advocating for them and really helping them navigate through, you know, the confusion after they've had um, an incident where they do incur medical bills because it can be really, really confusing afterwards with so many different bills from so many different places that, you know, and at a high cost, it's just very overwhelming. So I'm there to basically be on their side and really advocate for them.
0: I love that. So you, you really become a a shepherding hand for those people to help them through this really icky, miry clay
2: yeah yeah and it's i mean it's it's really an honor um to be able to be there for someone because you know i think tony mentioned earlier they're already dealing with you know recovering from an illness or a loved one's illness or possibly you know it could have had a worse outcome and you know just being able to be there for them you know sometimes i even They just vent to me about all the different things going on in their life because they're overwhelmed and just being able to be that listening ear and let them know that there's someone there for them.
0: So tell me this, you're, you meant you did the comparison where now you're able to pray with patients and sometimes patients even pray with you. What, what is, what, what um, causes the patients to pray for you? I mean, what, what kind of conversations do you get to have with these customers?
2: Yeah, so um, the conversations that those have been is uh, really, you know, I've, it's just telling the person that um, that I'll be there for them and that I'm going to be working on their behalf. And really, it's like a sense of relief for them to know that someone is there for them. And I mean, people just say, God, thank you so much for Lizzie and having her, you know, help me through this. And I'm just so stressed out and I just pray that you bless Lizzie and all that she's doing. I mean, I've had people, they're just so thankful and overwhelmed with thankfulness and they end up praying for me, which is amazing.
0: So how has this impacted your faith? I mean, this is, you really have a ministry there at the Karis group, don't you?
2: Yes. Yes, definitely. And so, you know, it really, it's just really strengthened my faith, to be honest, um, and really being able to apply what I what I see on Sunday to my daily work week. Um, it's just hugely impacted, you know, how um, being able to be there for someone when they're struggling. I don't know if that answers your
0: question. Well, it it does, and and okay. it, here's the, here's what I want to know: Have you ever? Had a job before this one here at the Karis Group where you saw your work as a ministry place, that your workplace is a ministry place. Have you ever seen it like that? Have you ever seen your workplace as a mission field before? You know, I really have
2: not. And that's the most amazing thing about Karis. And that's why, you know, I've only been here six months, but I love it. And I love the mission. And I mean, Tony has these monthly meetings with us where, you know, he's really focused on having a kingdom business. And um, and so that I mean, just having a leadership that is not just thinking about, okay, how many dollars can we make? But they're really talking about, you know, how can we further God's kingdom? How can we possibly impact people's lives and live life like Christ?
0: Hmm. So let me just ask this question. So, Tony Dale, you're saying he's not like the leaders you've worked for before. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> so what is one of those distinguishing factors? What's one thing you've seen in the leadership of Tony Dale at, at, at the Karis Group and, of course, at Sedara Health that is different than what you've witnessed in previous positions? Well,
2: I think that list is a little too long. So I will, I will just... We'll just pick
0: a couple that come to mind.
2: Just a couple. Um, so I think one is the Tony's openness. I mean, from day one, I felt like I could come into Tony's office and talk to him about anything. And I think also just the fact that when Tony has meetings with us, like, he he's open to praying and he's mentioning Bible verses and really, you know... Just instilling, or I guess mentioning, like his um, Christian values within within the company, and then also just the fact that you know he really does care um, is one is one thing. Is you know the name of the company is Karis, which is grace, and um, and I just I feel like he gives that grace and really cares about people in the day-to-day.
0: Give a quick story, Lizzie Turk, about some, a way you've been able to specifically help a customer recently where that interaction really blessed that customer. Just a really quick story. Give me give me one.
2: Yeah. Okay. So I'll be quick. Um, so I had a member who was assisting with some of her husband's bills. So we'll call them Jane and John Doe. Okay. And when I first called Jane to introduce myself and go through things, she broke down sobbing on the phone with me, I mean, just uncontrollably. And it turns out her husband was still recovering um, from this surgery. And she also had family that had to flee from a storm that was staying, and they were all staying at her house. And she was just so overwhelmed by having an ill husband and over 10 extra people in her house that, you know, really, she, she just ended up, she just had to vent to me on the phone about, you know, what she was going through. And that was actually the first time uh, that I ended up praying for a patient on the phone um, at the end of the call. And it was just really awesome uh, to be able to do that for her and, you know, try and comfort her during this really stressful time.
0: Hmm. Lizzie Turk, you are living out. I work for him each and every day in your workplace there at the Caris Group. It's it's exciting to hear how much you enjoy the freedom in your position to live out your faith and do an excellent job for your customers at the same time. It's got to be awesome to come to work every day.
2: Yes. I, I you know, some people dread Monday morning. I don't. I really look
0: forward to it. Hmm, fantastic. Lizzie Turk, thanks for sharing that story today on I Work For Him. Thank you. We're on location, you know, sort of, in Austin, Texas today. You know, we we go, what's the right word? Let's see. We are, well... Well, we're just on location in Austin, Texas, and we're trying to do all year long, highlighting what the Lord is doing in cities across the country. And Austin, Texas, we have some phenomenal ministry friends, and one of them is Tony Dale. Tony Dale is one of the founders of, is the founder of the Sedera Health and the Karis Group. And Martha and I had the opportunity to spend some really sweet time with Tony and his wife Felicity in person last fall. And we've had many shows with them, and Tony has partnered up with iWork for him for this year for us to do business highlights of minister actually testimony highlights of how the lord is moving and working in austin texas and monthly we'll be doing this tony dale welcome back to i work for him
1: jim thank you so much it's always a pleasure
0: we, we really appreciate your partnership and also helping open up the airwaves there in austin as to to let people all over the country know what's the lord doing in austin texas it's exciting
1: It is exciting, and uh, there are good things happening, I would guess, in literally hundreds of businesses led by Christians across Central Texas.
0: But you've picked just one for today. Why don't you introduce our guest?
1: Uh, Well, I have. I've introduced someone who's become a close friend uh, and confidant and actually a member of our Sedira board, uh, Brant Couch. Uh, is the second generation of a really uh, respected uh, health insurance brokerage uh, company here in town. Uh, and as one of the early insurance brokers to be aware of what we were doing and then to get behind what we were doing, uh, it's been a great Uh, I I guess a great blessing and a great challenge uh, to have someone with his experience of the insurance world willing to work with us and help us and advise us uh, in our non-insurance approach to helping companies deal with their health costs. Uh, So yes, Brandt is one of our board members and uh, much valued.
0: Brandt Couch, welcome to iWork for Him.
1: Thank you. Glad to be
0: here. uh, Can't wait to hear your story. Why don't you start off, Brand? We always ask all of our new guests to the show, how did you come to be a follower of Jesus?
3: Oh, wow. Um, You know, I was raised in a small town just about an hour north of Austin and grew up in the Methodist Church. So, um, you know, faith and Christianity was sort of a part of my life growing up and it was sort of um, instilled in us. So I would say I've, I've I've been a believer for as long as I can remember, but as I as I got older and as a lot of people do, I I came really uh, clear to me that I was was being a follower uh, of Jesus, and so um, I would I tell people often I had a very arms length relationship with uh, God and for a long time, um, but over the last several years I began to maybe as you you, you might say I began to crawl towards jesus before i walked and uh now i'm running and uh that means that i stumble probably a little more but um yeah that's that's been my faith walking journey
0: hmm. i love that yeah you know, I, I have a lot of uh, guests on the show talking about the fact that they had a drug problem as kids they were drugged to church you know more sunday morning sunday night and wednesday night sounds like that was a similar problem in your life <laughs>
3: That's a very good way of putting
0: it. That's why I I tell my parents that just to get them to giggle now in their mid 80s and like, yeah, you know, you guys said seriously had a drug problem. I don't know if you knew that, but you did. All right. So you run a health insurance brokerage. So that's I'm, I'm assuming that's an independent insurance agency that's focused on selling health insurance to businesses and individuals
3: yeah that's that's accurate Um, maybe just to clarify we're a little more than that okay not just just health insurance but it's um, what we in the biz call property and casualty insurance or commercial so we do both but we do it for one industry and one industry only and that's the healthcare industry so our clients are uh, community hospitals physicians healthcare providers of all kinds and so our, our job with those guys is just to help them uh, navigate the increasingly complex world of risk and insurance.
0: So do you do that just in Texas? Focus on the health insur- the health care industry only in Texas or all across the country?
3: Well, for, for quite a while, it's been pretty much uh, resigned to Texas and our neighboring states. But uh, as of last year, we have launched a national campaign through a, uh, an exclusive uh, arrangement with the uh, National Rural Health Association. So that is something that God is doing in this company that I just wake up every day thinking, how did this happen? So we're very excited about what's to come in the next few years.
0: I think it's great. As a former PNC guy and life and health guy, I love I love hearing uh, th- from somebody who's trying to make, just just really pave new ground, pave new highways in that healthcare, in the insurance world, and specifically in the healthcare world. Between you and Tony, you guys are changing the world. All right, so talk to me about, in your business, and, and I know online people can find out more about it at, at healthshure.com, healthshure.com, depending on how you want to say that. Brant, how does your faith impact how you deal? with your employees on a daily basis
3: mm. um, y- you know that's that's a great question and, and I, I, I kind of have to ask myself that some days um, it's really been a focus m- more so in just the last three or four years for us for for lots of reasons but we we actually have several Christ followers as employees and so when we interact with each other using words like our calling or grace really resonates with them um but but for for others um these words are still used by me and you know i i pray that god uses these conversations to move them closer to a relationship with jesus and i i would say kindness and self-control are really at the core of all our interactions with each with each, with each other and it's it's stated in our core values so i would i would i would be remiss if i didn't talk about our core values because that's That's kind of what we look to um, as we interact with each other, but also as we interact with our customers and vendors and everyone else.
0: So what are those core values?
3: Oh, so they are do what you say you're going to do. That's number one. Number two is respect in everything we do. Number three is seek first to understand, then improve. Number four is earn and give trust. And number five is serve with a servant's heart.
0: Those are really good. I like servant's heart. I like that. Okay. All right. So when you look at, you you mentioned that it's only really been a focus of seeing how your faith can impact your employees for the last three to four years. Is that because you started to get discipled in this area where the Lord said, hey, Brant, I want you to take your faith to the next level. I really want it to start impacting your interactions all day long as a business owner and Head minister of that business, how what what prompted? It? Did you guys get in, did you get involved in a, a ministry that was discipling you, or what started that three or four years ago?
3: You know that I would say that there's definitely been an impact made on me by uh, a couple of organizations and groups of people, um, but but maybe just as much to be very just candid, is this sort of walk, uh, crawl, then walk, then run sort of journey I've been on. Um, I think God just really put something on my heart to um, have me be very deliberate and really open my eyes to the fact that in the workplace, at, at work, which is where we spend, gosh, so much of our time, the majority mm-hmm. of our time for most people, that that in and of itself is a way to bless people and a way to reach people and, and uh, model behavior. Um, I'm, I'm really big on modeling behavior for my kids, and I know how I don't always get it right, that's for sure, but... I just know that that is that's how people learn people really want to see you take action not just be talked to or preached at um, that's and I think I think we're right, there I think there's a whole generation coming into this world um, you can call them millennials or whatever you want to call them but they want to see people take action that's mm. what they want to see so we've got a really wide range of people in our workplace but some of the organizations um, In fact, Tony, I have to give Tony a lot of credit, he has been a part of a group of what we call Roundtable, a group of entrepreneurs and CEOs in Austin that gather every month.
0: What's the name of that group? Go ahead, plug it. This is what the this show's all about.
3: Yeah, well, it's you know, there's not a there's not a huge plug. This is sort of a, a an individual here in town, a guy named okay. John Oberg. All right. John is also a board member uh on Sedera, so you can see how we're all kind of very <laughs> interrelated and connected here. Um but but he led a group of executives and they they sort of over time, developed this vision. We just call it Roundtable. I can tell you sort of where you can learn more about this online, and that's dailyjo.com That's DailyJoeJ.O.com, but in the J.O. for John Oberg. But the focus there was um, uh, for that, that roundtable was focus, keep us focused, keep us accountable, community, get you know, really kind of speak to us and through us, and then education, and that evolved over time. And we were kind of the, I don't know, inaugural group of, uh, of individuals and executives that did this with John starting three years ago. But over that time, man, getting introduced to guys like Tony Dale, who just have been such an inspiration for me, and watching what he does in his companies to live out his faith, um, it's, yeah, I, I, can't even, I can't even say enough about how much that's had an impact on me in my and my world.
0: So let me, I love that. And thanks for sharing that. And uh, Tony, please make a note. John Oberg is going to have to be one of these shows one day because now he's gotten this huge plug on the air. So let me just ask his Brent. You're running a business, and it's the second generation. I saw that on the website. Talk to me about how you are being intentional to protect your marriage and your family. I'm assuming you're married. Are you married? Sorry. Are you married? I am. Okay, good. And I you am. got kids? Yeah. You get, well. Yeah. You, you said you were modeling behavior, so I assume that was for kids. How are you keeping your business from interfering with your marriage and family because they're supposed to be a bigger priority than the business?
3: Yeah. Oh, I... I- that uh, as a business owner and entrepreneur, this has got to be one of the toughest things to manage. Um, I am very fortunate. My wife and kids, I uh, have two daughters. Uh, there are one just turned 11 uh, yesterday and the other is 13 going on 14 and they're going very on 20. Supportive. Yeah. Oh, gosh, tell me. <laughs> and and uh, they're, they're just so supportive and, and I'm very blessed. that I have a great deal of flexibility in my work schedule. Uh, usually. Um, so that's fantastic. Uh, I, I would say the main thing I do is just to set goals and intentions of how we spend time together. Um, I, I, you know, Examples of this might be uh, my wife just scheduling date nights, putting it on the calendar. That's, that's been a huge, a huge thing to, to not let that fall off. Uh, one-on-one time with my girls, each of my girls, we uh, started a tradition really just a year ago of me taking a, a trip with one of them. So we, we go away two or three days, just me and uh, me and me and the girl, and uh, that's a phenomenal time. And then just protecting time on my calendar uh, so that I can take them to school or attend their events. Um, I really make an effort not to miss any of their events. They're active and dance and theater and that
0: kind of thing. Tony Dale, what a privilege it must be to know guys like Brant Couch, who we're talking with right now, to know that your example, it makes you, I imagine it puts you like on alert because he's looking at you. Uh,
1: you. You know, it does. It, it, it makes me feel kind of small because uh, uh, we all know that we've got plenty of imperfections. And yet the wonderful thing is God uses us anyway. Uh, so yeah, I, I feel very humbled by the remarks that Brandt has made.
0: And, and Brandt, being part of the Sedera board, what is what is one thing that are you on any other public boards of any type?
3: Uh, I am involved in a couple of organizations that are more uh, charitable in nature. Okay. Uh, a, univers- a university here in the Central Texas region, Concordia University, on their healthcare advisory uh, board, and then I'm also involved in uh, Seton Healthcare. It's a it's a Catholic-based uh, hospital system uh, on one of their boards to promote uh, you know wellness and, and innovation around their new teaching hospital that just was launched this so, past year.
0: So you used to. Do- the boards does the board at Sidera run a little bit differently than those other uh, organizations you're involved in
3: oh that's a great question um, yeah, for, yes for many reasons um, I, you know I think I think what they all share that I love is that they're all uh, trying to grow the kingdom each of these organizations in their own way but it's Sidera it is much more intimate and personal and the um, the vision and the mission of what Seera is doing it plays out in every single conversation, and I think Tony, I have to give him credit he does a great job of bringing it back to that if ever as a board we stray, we probably help sharpen each other, you know how, how, as we're called to do, but I, I would say the sadera board is is in my personal experience uh, very unique and um has been just a, an awesome journey.
0: It's always great to learn from people that have been there, done that, so we don't have to make the mistakes. Brant, as the president of HealthSure, you know, and, and a property casualty health insurance agency, health insurance agency that focuses on the healthcare industry only, right there in Austin, Texas. Talk to me about how your faith impacts how you deal with your vendors, the people that you represent, those insurance companies.
3: Yeah, that's that's a really interesting question because this can be tough in our business particularly <laughs> because we rely we rely as you sounds like you know we rely so much on the insurance companies to deliver on their promises of service and paying claims. Um, but so I we really that has to work well, right? Uh, but, but for our business to work well, and I have to give a lot of credit to my father, who started our company 20 years ago, that he set the tone a long time ago to be fair, to be transparent, and always strive for a win-win. I don't believe that someone has to lose in order for us to win in business.
0: And I love that. And with God, there's always a win win if we'll just listen to what he's saying. I've seen that in business and in my personal life time and time and time again. All right. So that was a good answer. And insurance companies, you know, when you're representing them, you're selling their paper, you're selling their promise, but it's really you're making it. Like your promise. So that's a, that's a big deal. And when you just sell a piece of paper saying, I promise uh, it's, you want to make sure somebody's really going to do what they say they're going to do. Just like you said, you're going to, you're one of your core value was do what you say you would do. So that's powerful. All right. So how does your faith impact how you deal with your customers, people in that healthcare industry?
3: Yeah, you know, because our, our purpose or our mission is to help these healthcare providers ultimately prosper and, and take care of the people they serve, um, you know, maybe one way to answer that, just maybe giving them tools and guidance to prevent losses or to protect their patients and their employees uh, is hopefully a blessing to them and, and the communities they serve. So we, their they're a little easier, I'll have to be honest, because they're doing such great work uh, in their communities to take care of people, uh, to heal people. It, we're, we're pretty excited about helping them.
0: Now, and, you know, and I, I noticed in your bio, okay, you're uh, you're working with important groups such as the Texas Organization of Rural and Community Hospitals. Now, unless somebody is driven across Texas, they don't realize how rural it is. Now, Martha and I had the privilege to drive across kind of at an angle both ways, coming in through Lubbock, coming out at, uh, through Austin and Houston and coming in to Houston and going up through Waco and then back out through El Paso. So we saw a lot of Texas this last year. There's a lot of rural territory. Those rural hospitals are separated by hundreds of miles of, of desolate two-lane, 75-mile-an-hour, really cool freeway or highway. How yeah. does, does sure? Your agency makes sure those hospitals can continue to do what they need to do so they can serve their communities to save people's lives because those hospitals are there because it'd be too far to go somewhere else.
3: That's exactly right. Uh, the, the term critical access is the term that's used not only in Texas but across the country that's what the it, it, it's put, and that term stems from the geographic constraints that you're talking about they are tri- they literally are critical to people in those communities to gain access to health care and uh yeah you you nailed it i was going to ask you how many months did it take you to do that trip just to go across (laughs) texas
0: uh, hey i i I just just so you know we did fifty seven hundred miles in 16 days all the way to la and back and that's all it was 16 days yeah and we did we did shows along the way and we even spent some time with Tony and Felicity right there in Austin, Texas, Did, had some great time, great some fun. All right, so here's, here's my next question for you. If we're going to go poll the employees there at HealthShare, your, your place, how many employees do you guys have? We're uh, 15 strong. Okay, so if we polled all 15 of your employees and said, okay, how is Brant Brandt Couch's faith impacting how he treats you on a daily basis, what are they going to say?
3: Well, uh, I'll, you were kind enough. To, to tip me off that this question might be coming. It would only so be fair. I'll be, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I actually went and asked some of my employees that question. Good. So instead, of me, so instead of me guessing, if it's okay, I'll just share a little bit of what they said. Go ahead. All right. So they initially, right out of the gate, they cited that fifth core value serve with a servant's heart. Uh, they, they talked about that as a really concrete example of how my faith and intent for our company is obvious to them. They told me that as Christians, remember we have a, quite a few Christ followers in our organization already, that they feel really comfortable talking openly in our office about their faith. And those are not yet Christ followers. They're also comfortable uh, with this. Uh, some of the things we've done as a company to encourage this culture is, you know, providing paid time off to to volunteer or matching funds will match funds up to a certain dollar amount to donate to charities. Um, I didn't realize, though, until talking to one of these folks that um, giving to faith-based organizations like churches is not always included in these types of matching programs at other companies. And, of course, it is at ours. I was kind of taken aback by that. Um, and I can get into some other examples, but we're doing a lot with uh, charitable organizations around town. And twice a year, we get together and serve as a, as a corporation, as a company, uh, for organizations like the Ronald McDonald House or Mobile Loaves and Fishes.
0: So people are noticing, and that's a good thing, because they're holding you accountable, because they're going, hey, that's a question you should really ask on a quarterly basis, to say, how am I doing? Because if your faith isn't noticeably impacting how you do work, then... Please don't tell people you're a Christ follower or fix it. I mean, really, that's really yeah. what it's all about. Right. All right. Last question. Yeah. Last question. All right. How are you b- building a perpetuation of faith based leadership within your company? You've The company is being transitioned from your dad to you eventually. I don't know. Your dad's still active today, right? In the organization? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Oh, yeah. The way he says that. All right. Dad's going to get a <laughs> copy of this. Okay. So, but how are you building that perpetuation of faith based leadership for the next generation? within yeah, your absolutely. company. What if it's not uh, one of your girls? What if one of your girls, neither of your girls say, Dad, I don't, I, what if they say, not for me, Dad?
3: Uh, yeah. As, as today, if, unless, the, unless my company heavily revolved around acting or dancing, I'm not sure that they'll be interested in insurance, but we'll see. They're still young. Um, but you know, that's a good question as, as of what we're doing today. Uh, I have no plans of retiring anytime soon I love what I do. My father is in his late 60s, and he's showing very few signs of slowing down uh, but we are planning to grow and double in size over the next seven years and w- One of the things we did is we recently promoted our director of operations to vice president and she definitely shares Our values my values and our vision for health So that's one way. I think we'll, we'll do that You know I, I guess i just hope that we've planted uh here what we what we've planted here will bear fruit for a long time and down the road our business will hopefully make a significant impact on many of these charitable organizations that i've been talking about that's, so that's fan calling
0: i love call in.
3: that it's been on my heart yeah
0: brand couch with HealthSure, tony dale with the caris group thank you guys for being an I work for him today thank you. Pleasure. thank you thank gentlemen. you gentlemen work hard play hard and pray harder. Let's intentionally introduce those we work with and live near to the freedom we have in Jesus. You've been listening to the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace, it's my mission field. But ultimately, I work for Him.